Hola, me llamo Lea. Vivo en Ottawa. Hablo español y ustedes están escuchando al Fluent Show. Welcome to The Fluent Show, a podcast all about loving, living and learning languages. Hello, my name is Kirsten Cable from fluentlanguage.co.uk, a website where you can find courses and tips to help you succeed at learning a language by yourself. And here on The Fluent Show podcast, I talk about anything and everything interesting from the world of learning another language. This week, listeners, I have got a listener question that yielded a lot of interesting new app recommendations. You got that to look forward to. And I also want to give you a state of the show. You know how in America they do the state of the union? This is the, the state of the spare room. <laughs> so a state of the podcast address to give you an update, tell you how the survey went, a little bit more about the listenership of this podcast. That will be in the second half of the show. I'll let you know. So if you're not interested in that part this week, you can switch off and you don't have to listen to the whole fluent inside kind of game. You can just listen to our big question, which this time is about reading on mobile. The Fluent Show is supported and backed by a community of supporters on Patreon. To find out more about how you can join them and support us as we create these weekly podcast episodes, go to patreon.com slash fluent show. And I'll let you know a little bit more about that later. Now let's get to the listener question first. This week's listener question comes from Dam. And he says on email, I like to improve my English by reading novels, but I can't find any offline book apps for my iPhone 6. Do you know any? Well, damn, yes, I do. And not just me, but also this question will be answered with a bit of support, a little bit of help from my friends over in our Facebook group called Fluent Language Learners. So a shout out to Karen, Maria, Leah and Valerie, who all commented on a Facebook thread where I asked them, the Fluent Fam, what they would recommend. Now, before I give you all the apps that you need... I wanted to kind of talk about reading in general a little bit and give a little bit more context. So if you're a language learner, it doesn't matter if you're learning English or not, and you want a little bit of tips and a few ideas for what kind of reading you should look for and how you can go about reading in a foreign language, this is for you. So first of all, what kind of reading content should you look for? And this is where very often it can be easy to find a lot of content. I'm finding this with Mandarin Chinese, for example, at the moment. And it's much, much more difficult to find content that is at the right level. And the right level, what is that? Now, the right level for most reading content that will really help you learn another language is as follows. It should be comprehensible. So that means you can understand it, you know what's happening. You don't have to understand every single word, but you have to really know what is actually going on. And it has to be 
challenging as well. So it's good if you don't understand every single word because that way you are more motivated and you are more required to piece together meaning. So if it's too easy, of course you'll still learn, you'll still get that daily contact, that's fantastic. But every now and then if you want to push yourself and you really want to improve, like you say, your English, then look for things that you can understand but that still have words in that you don't know. And this in teaching um, science, let's say. Um, so in, in research, this is often called the zone of proximal development. So for any of my language teaching teachers out there, woo -woo, high five, zone of proximal development, that's what it's called. So next step, say you found some reading that is just the right kind of mix between I understand it, but I have to work. Secondly, what you ideally want for improving your English is some matching audio. So, for example, you can read the subtitles on a video or you can get a podcast and read the transcript. Or even if it's just a news article about a politician making some kind of speech about somebody who said something at a press conference and then they have the video of the person at the press conference, it will still be a good enough match. So it's got to be kind of audio that also talks about the same topic and that will really help those words go in. It will help you improve your English. And then finally, to make things a little bit easier for you and to check that you understand things correctly, you want to find translations or what I would call clickable vocab. Or we're talking about reading on a mobile phone. So what you want is kind of hold your finger on a word and then there's perhaps a look up option. I know that the iPhones do this and you can look up what the word means. You get a little bit more of an explanation. So something like an, a dictionary included that will really, really help you. There are some advantages to reading online and there are some disadvantages to reading online and offline. So when you are reading online, the downside is that you will face a lot of distractions. You know, when you're online, you kind of always know in the background what else your device can do. And this is really any device that has lots of functionality where maybe you can then tweet about a book, maybe you can go on Facebook or, you know, you, you get a notification about text. It's really easy to get distracted. But the upside is that it's easier to look up words because you've got access to the internet and you are, you know, you're using data. So that's handy and helpful. But you said you want to read offline. One of the big reasons to read offline might just be that your data plan doesn't allow you to continuously access the internet. So you might want to download it once and then just use it as you wish. It's really handy, especially when you're traveling. You know, if you're somebody who has to go on a plane a lot or you're just going somewhere where the signal is bad or like I said, maybe data isn't so accessible where you live, that's really, really great. If you're on an iPad, it's great because many iPads don't use mobile phone data. They just use Wi-Fi. It's just when you are somewhere else. Some apps download a dictionary in the background and on your phone you can even add new dictionary so your phone might have a dictionary built in and you can expand on that i looked up something there that is specific to iphones and ipads because you were asking about using an iphone um, they have a really cool define option so when you highlight a word you can define it 
which allows you to look up that word. And in the show notes, I'm going to link to an article explaining how you can add more dictionaries so you can get more languages and more functionality out of it. For all of you who are listening, if you're using an iPhone, maybe you haven't considered perhaps adding a dictionary in your target language, but that is possible. So in terms of content, I also wanted to give a shout out and mention something that I learned recently, which is a video from my co-host Lindsay. And she taught this in our Language League online community and talked about reading and practicing your reading by using the news in your target language. This could be really, really great because when you are reading the news, for example, from an international broadcaster like CNN or the BBC or Deutsche Welle in Germany, then you are learning a lot more about your target country. Your content is not as long, so you don't have to read a whole novel. And you can get lots and lots of clues to work with, such as the headline of an article, a publication date or an image. Now, you might say, well, Kirsten, I have to go online for that. That's true. But even after you've gone online, you can download this into Link, which I will describe in a minute in a little bit more detail, because Link is special to us here at The Fluent Show. By the way, Language League, if you're interested, is a membership community for language learners who want success and support and super language skills. And it's hosted by me and Lindsay and Shannon Kennedy. And we upload new teaching videos every month. We've got challenges in their workbooks and we've got a lively little group going on with lots of discussion. And every month there is a live call as well. So it's a really cool little membership community for language learners. And I'll put a link in the show notes as well. So come and check us out. If you listen to podcasts anyway, which maybe you do because you're listening to The Fluent Show. <laughs> if you're listening to podcasts and the podcasts have transcripts available, then that's another great, great source of improving your English by reading. So if you want to read uh, podcast transcripts, for example, something really good is News in Slow English. So again, there's a link in the show notes for that. And their website is even translated into Arabic, Russian, Mandarin and Spanish. So it's easy to navigate around it. Now, Dam, back to your specific questions. You were asking me about reading novels. So let's talk about a few apps. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six... Seven apps, the seven tip-top top apps to read novels on your mobile phone in your target language. <laughs> the first app I want to start with is called Libby. Libby is um, made by Overdrive. It's a library app. It's a library app, so it talks to your local library. Not every library will have this accessible, but I know that mine here in um, in Kent has it. Mine in Lancaster, my old library, had it as well. So it's quite widespread in the UK. I know a lot of libraries in America have it. In America, it's even cooler because you can send books to your Kindle. So basically, you can take out and borrow lots and lots of ebooks and then read them online. So if you haven't checked Libby yet or if you haven't talked to your local library yet and you have a library accessible to you, please do. They have so much more than than you think and you might even get something for your iPhone 6. Secondly, I have got a recommendation for the Kindle app. 
of course. Yeah, if you buy a book on Kindle and you can buy really fun books in English, really fun novels in English, lots and lots and lots and lots of them for like $2. So if you have access to the Kindle app, you have access to more books than you could ever possibly read. And I particularly wanted to highlight Kindle because the dictionary function on iPhones is very good or the dictionary function in general is really, really good. So if you don't have any concerns about using Amazon, then definitely use Kindle. And not just Kindle, but pair it up with Audible because Audible is an app where you can find audiobooks. And Audible and Kindle because they're both owned by Amazon, by this big company, they kind of talk to each other. So if you're reading a book, say you're going to page uh, 55 in a book, and you then don't have the don't have the book with you next time, or don't have your, let's say, your iPad or your iPhone with you next time, and you you just or you're just somewhere where you can't sit and read like many people can't read in moving transport so if you then want to know if you then think oh i have the audiobook but i wish it would jump to that point in the audiobook that somehow magically they all sync and it it does it so if you've never tried it before it's fairly cool audible and kindle together and i've put a link in the show notes it's an affiliate link for amazon which i think gives you one or two free books to try out on Audible. So even if you don't think you have the big budget to really buy a lot of Kindle books and do this Audible thing, you can still try it out for free and just see how it performs for you. That's good fun. So that's in the show notes too. And then finally, next up, have to recommend this and really wanted to. Actually, I wrote it down and then I remembered that they are the sponsor of this episode. So I'm going to go into the sponsor read now as well because this just all works together. And that is the app Link, L-I-N-G-Q, which is all about that reading. Link is designed for people who want to learn a language and who really, really love reading. I have talked about it lots of times on the podcast, even before they were a sponsor. They can import YouTube subtitles, they can import ebooks, they can import news articles and podcast transcripts and a thousand things. And Link will work for you if you are studying offline. I think you have to pay extra. But don't worry, because I'm going to tell you about a discount that you can get. So Link is also our show sponsor. It is super smart software that helps you quickly look up words that you don't understand in the content. So I just already told you about all that content in the content that you want to read. So you can cut straight to enjoying what's going on and really getting the most out of that novel. You want to follow the story. So with Link, you just read and listen to the content you love. You learn new words and phrases. You can track your progress. You can review all of the words. And then you're enjoying everything that you're reading, enjoying those novels anytime, anywhere. Really works very, very well. And it's a language learner's best sort of library app. So it's it's really an app that I recommend a lot, no matter if they're sponsoring or not. But because they are sponsoring, they have given you a deal. So Link is offering Fluent Show listeners, just like you, 35% off of their premium plans. <laughs> it's a great deal. When you get your subscription through this link. So you can get it in the show notes or you can get the subscriptions through fluentlanguage.co.uk slash read more. So that's fluentlanguage.co.uk read more. Those are the words and please check them out. A big thank you to Link for supporting the show. 
what a great sponsor we have. <laughs> so they're kind of my top tips. So, so far we've mentioned Libby, Kindle, Audible and Link. Now I've got two more. And then one that's kind of in brackets because it doesn't do novels. So the next two are Bilinguap. <laughs> Bilinguap. So there's like a little B and there's like two puns in there. Bilinguap, which specializes in showing parallel text. I've not tried this, but it was a recommendation from the Facebook group. And then there's Blue Fire, which looks fairly interesting. Looks a little bit more complicated, but it lets you add books. So it's an app that lets you import EPUB, which is an ebook file, uh, or PDF files. So you could, for example, add files and files of books that you bought online. Or if budget is just such a big issue for you, then, or if it was, you can also import books that you find for free because they're out of copyright and they are on Project Gutenberg. And on Project Gutenberg, they've got 50,000 books. So again, you can improve your English by reading novels. And if you have that iPhone 6 and you've got access to data, sometimes you can do it for free and you can do it offline. Libby, Kindle, Audible, Link, Bilingua App, Blue Fire. Link being our show sponsor. So I particularly want to recommend it to you because they are, they are fabulous. And then the last one, if you prefer to just get audio or you kind of want to get more of a textbook approach, textbooks, dialogues. So this is for us early learners of lots of languages. I also want to give a shout out to the Teach Yourself Library app. So on this app, they've got lots of free audio for Teach Yourself courses. And there are some ebooks as well that you can download. I think there's some really cool stuff about even getting better at business. So they've got this coach series and teach yourself. And for some reason you can get that as well on there as well. So that's called the Teach Yourself Library. These are my app recommendations. Damn, I hope this was useful for you and enjoy. Listeners, you can always let me know what you think of the show and respond. You can send me an email to hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk. That would also be where you send your intro in another language. If you haven't done one yet, please do. And you can find me on Twitter at The Fluent Show and on Instagram, Kirsten, K-E-R-S-T-I-N underscore fluent. So that's how you spell my name, K-E-R-S-T-I-N or simply hashtag The Fluent Show. Lots and lots of, if, if you Google The Fluent Show, you'll find us, you'll find us. Now, as I promised beforehand, we've got a little bit of kind of show relevant uh, feedback and I just wanted to talk to you I do this about once a year I run a survey so I can find out a little bit more about you listeners and then I actually actually share some of the results with you because I think that's very interesting for you to know as well and it helps you get a sense of what's coming next for the show and where the show is headed so for example last year in the survey episode I told you how excited I was and all the different plans I had for bringing in crowdfunding so this opportunity for you to start getting involved and becoming really a member of this show becoming you know a, um, a paying supporter in a way which means that you know you're just that little bit more involved and it opens up this dialogue and we can open up a community and secure kind of the the future or the ongoing of the fluent show so if none of this is interesting for you Thank you so much for listening to The Fluent Show this week and you will hear an amazing interview next week. I'm so excited. I won't tell you who it is yet. Let's just say... 
Okay, and if you are interested, stay with me. Let's talk about the 2020 survey results. I want to start by talking about our listener kind of base, sort of the demographics, people call it. So just like, where are you? Who are you? What, what, what? And I asked you, where do you live? You know, I found that altogether there are 25 countries all around the world, from Japan to Bolivia, New Zealand, Konnichiwa, Ola. It is a pleasure to have you, listeners, no matter where you tune in from, you are so, so valued. 44% of you are listeners in the US of A. 17 or like 18 even percent of you are in the UK. So hello, you are where I am. And altogether... That makes a really wonderful kind of community. So we do have an English speaker heavy kind of contingent. You Canadians, you Australians, I see you as well. And there's quite a few of you in Germany, but big scattered. And we do have people listening from all over the world. Now, 36 of you in this survey said that you normally listen at home. So now I'm imagining you in the bathtub. <laughs> Or maybe chopping your veggies or cooking. 21% of you on the commute, on the bus, on the train. If any of you commute on a bike, let me know. That'd be really cool. And one of you, I kid you not, one of you, you're my favorite person. You listen in the shower. <laughs> so this is wonderful. Just I, I love being part of your day. The languages that you're studying right now. So in this community, here are some of the languages that are being studied. I'm not going to read out the whole list because it is endless. So I've got the kind of main ones and then a few of the more interesting ones that were mentioned more than once. The biggest language among fluent show listeners is Espanol, followed by Francais. And then there are lots of you who are German learners. So hello, freut mich euch zu... Nee, freut mich mit euch zu sprechen heute. <laughs> But also some of the languages that you study, uh, several mentions for Vietnamese and Cantonese, Yiddish, Scottish, Gaelic was a big one, bigger than Welsh, Scottish, Gaelic, it's, it's having a moment, Lakota, and three of you in this survey told me that you are ASL, American Sign Language students, which is wonderful. I also asked a question about the bucket list of languages. There, were, there was obviously a huge mix, but shout out to the person who wanted to learn Welsh because my personal, so Kirsten's passion is so contagious. I genuinely, I say this again and again and again, no language has ever made me as happy as Welsh. I don't know why, <laughs> but if you want to try learning Welsh, please, please do. And um, maybe even join Language League because at some point I will teach you some in there. It is it is such a beautiful language. It is so cool that I'm I'm smiling <laughs> all over my face. So because because it just made me very very excited. Welsh is lovely. Shout out also to the 14 of you who have left a rating for this podcast and you can also become one of these fluent heroes if you haven't done that yet by doing the same. So leave us a rating or write a little review of this show. You can do that in Apple Podcasts podcasts. You can do that in Spotify, where we also are, or you can do it on Stitcher. More about the feedback that you gave me. Most of you love the interviews and the co-host shows that I provide. And the solo Q&A episodes, so something like today, they're more... Some of you said that they're really, really helpful and you love to kind of go back and take notes, but they're a little bit less popular. They're like... 
everybody likes them, but they're nobody's favorite. So I'm looking into ideas for what I can do. And I'm really, I'm about to take on a very, very big project outside of podcasting. Super exciting project. Can't tell you much about it yet, but I, I will keep you up to date. So here is my thinking of what I might do. I might continue answering listener questions because I love being useful to you in this way. And it usually gets us thinking, but they are quite heavy to script. So there's, there's quite a bit of prep and research in those episodes. So what I might do is bring them into the longer episodes as a segment, maybe even bring back the news, bring back the news and then widen the co-host field. So we don't want to put necessarily more pressure on Lindsay as a co-host, but we can, we can have more friends of the show because there are so many really lovely people that I love for you to hear from. For example, Shannon Kennedy who usually snows in about once a year and it's nice to hear from those people to build that community. So I'm thinking maybe friends of the show would be something to to feature more regularly, to have the guests that we have and just bring them back on a more regular basis. I personally would love to have a few of last year's guests back again, just to chat more. We've done this with Ellen, Jovin as well. So I don't mind having people on twice, especially when it's people that I get on with personally. And when there's that kind of chemistry and we can bounce around off each other. So I've got a few people in mind and that would be really interesting for me. Another um, point that you really highlighted is that you love the bilingual shows. So I could provide a few more bilingual shows for you in the future. It's always something that I look out for. And I've only ever dared do it in French and German. So French, English and German are really my like fluent uh, languages, my best languages. I'm hoping to bring my Welch up to a level where I could give you a Welch bilingual episode or at least one where we switch into Welch a little bit. So if you've never listened to a bilingual episode before, what you can do is go to fluent.show slash search and just type in the word bilingual and you will find that in the archive we've got bilingual episodes in German and we have got bilingual episodes in French. So we, me and the guest naturally switch between our two target languages and also while I mention it I do have one of the bilingual episodes that I have donated or shared with link and that is the interview with Judith Meyer polyglot Judith Meyer where we talked about the polyglot gathering and how Judith learns languages and Judith's kind of origin story of the I think over a dozen languages that she has studied herself and you can find that in link and I will put it on the show notes and that is a it's it's a really really lovely episode and I donated it years ago so once again link show sponsor but I have been on about them for years now the biggest issue of why I can't do, do this immediately you know and like just make the perfect show is is partly is the time investment so it's editing editing an interview or a co-host episode takes a little bit longer because we have certain processes to go through so that they sound good we want our guests to sound good because I hate nothing more than a podcast where like the host or the guest or somebody sounds like they're underwater and you basically can't understand them. I don't personally care about that at all. I want to at least try to give you the best possible audio. And that's not always easy when you have a guest and they don't really know what to do. So we, we kind of go through some processes there, not just editing, but like scheduling with our guests and coaching them. 
In other words, producing a cooler show, <laughs> which is what I want to do, means more time will be invested. So it's coming, but please bear with us. Now, in the survey, I asked many of you if you are up to date with The Fluent Show. And you told me, 66% of you told me that you are really often falling behind. Like, that's absolutely cool. That's more than allowed. Like, it's, it's great. But it allowed me to accept as well that life is busy sometimes. And that's the same for this show's production schedule or production process. So that means while we are a weekly show and I want to continue being a weekly show... I would love to hear your feedback. So like I said, again, this is a very, very open show and I do want to hear from you. Uh, your feedback, hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk or you can tweet me or you can DM me on Instagram. That's absolutely fine. If you have views on whether you would prefer the show to remain weekly, but then take breaks more often and some of them really to be production breaks. So we could almost work in seasons or whether you'd simply want us to switch to a to a schedule where we come out every two weeks, but the episodes are richer, perhaps a little bit longer, always have a guest and always have a Q&A. For me, that would be, I think, the way I would want to take it, but I don't want to necessarily do this immediately. So now you know what I'm considering. And the intention behind this is really continuous improvement. <laughs> same, as, same as learning a language, really. We want to make things better. We want to get better at what we do. And that also means, and podcasting is now a busy, busy place. Like, you know, The Fluent Show is not the only show you listen to. So if you're listening to this right now, me talking about my show, sort of inside baseball, then I know that I really appreciate you and know that I know you could be listening to about 12 other shows right now about, I don't know, murdering doctors or, or true crime or whatever. Now, what I want to do next is give some credit, which I've never done in full. This Fluent Show is written and edited and hosted and mostly produced by me, Kirsten Cable. My co-host is Lindsay Williams. I have editing help from my long-suffering yet still amazing husband, Christian. And I have scheduling help from Sarah Lange. Thank you so much to everyone who works on this Fluent Show. And like I said at the top, I have got a Patreon community. Every patron is so valuable. Every single patron supporter shows me that they listen, they care. And I really measure the success of the Patreon campaign in the number of patrons as well as the pledge amounts. So I want to talk for a minute about Patreon. Only half of you said that you know about the Fluent Show's new Patreon campaign and that you are also supporters. So allow me to take a little bit of time to introduce this to you. Patreon is a website where you can pledge any amount of your choice can be a dollar, can be, I don't know, a hundred dollars, can be a thousand money bags over there on a monthly basis with the money minus fees going to the creator of something that you can enjoy for free, such as the Fluent Show. The Fluent Show is totally independent and the podcasting space is getting ever more full of kind of venture capital backed shows where there's four people spending a week or two on each episode. I can't afford to do that yet, but I do want to be able to to create quality for good shows rather than making something just because it's Monday again and it's coming out. So with Patreon, I hope that's possible. I hope uh, it, it will allow the, for more sustainable from the show. From the survey, some of you asked whether you can support us with a one-off donation instead. So first of all, thank you so much. That's, that's an incredible question. And I value it lots. 
Thank you so much for your interest in giving a donation to keep this show going. There is no way to provide a one-off donation on Patreon. And that's because Patreon is designed to allow creators and makers and podcasters to support a predictable income that they can rely on. If I'm to produce a show that comes out on a regular basis in the future, I need to sort of know what's coming in so that I know how much time you know I have. It is not possible really to plan ahead for this show based on one-off donations i'm very sorry so what patreon does is it helps me by telling me who's out there listening and supporting i do know exactly how difficult it can be to commit to supporting anyone with a monthly donation and how how restrictive it can feel so i absolutely understand where you are coming from at the moment the biggest uh, the smallest suggested tier that we have is a five dollars a month tier but I have decided to set up a brand new supporter tier at $2 a month level for those of you who found that $60 a year was too high for your current budget. So $2 a month adds up to just $24 a year. And that way you are committing to a low monthly amount of money, which is easier on your budget if you need it. And the patron benefits for the $2 level are access to this Patreon exclusive feed where I'm putting in lots of articles and every now and then there's a bonus episode as well, added posts, early access to the posts and bonus clips as well. Like I said before, the show is completely independent and if you support us on Patreon, what what matters to me is that we get more people on Patreon. At the moment we are less than 20 people and this is a show that I know can probably drum up a little bit more support. So if you haven't got involved yet, please come and join us on Patreon and the more people are on there, the better it gets over there as well. And the better it gets for the show, we can stick with, you know, the single sponsor that I always, always stuck with. And at some point in the future, maybe we can go sponsor free. Because like you, that would be really, really cool. I know you think that that would be amazing. I think it would be amazing. And I don't really see what is stopping us from that, the more people we get. So that's the Patreon news. Finally, a final question that came through was, if you're still listening right now, high five, my God, you're awesome. Is there a search feature for searching podcast episode? I don't know. I haven't looked, but I wasn't sure if there's a way that we could seek out episodes addressing specific needs. Listeners, yes, there is. You can search all episodes, the full archive, over 170 episodes by title and description by going to fluent.show slash search. Many podcast apps, for example, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, will also let you search just right in the app. There are currently no transcripts for this show, but we will add these in and we will you know, start producing them because accessibility would be great as soon as the Patreon numbers kind of come in to let us afford that. Because it's a show that sometimes veers into other languages, you can't just computer generate transcripts. They're not good enough. You need to kind of go through them. And that, again, requires time that currently um, I, we just can't afford. So those are the Fluent Show news, really. I hope you enjoyed the last 10 to 12 minutes just of me talking about this. I'm so grateful if you did listen to me about this. And if you didn't, then I am just so grateful that you listened to the first half of this episode. This is, I know this is a slightly different one. And I would absolutely love to see you over on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash fluent show. That $2 level is live now. You can find us on there. So this is that. Lots of opportunities to give me feedback. I'll give you all of those contact details again. You can find me on Twitter at the fluent show or my personal Twitter is at 
fluent language. You can find me on Instagram, K-E-R-S-T-I-N underscore fluent. I have got a Facebook group going that is Fluent Language Learners. And you can email me hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week. Bye.